Hey, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Michelle. Good afternoon. I just woke up. Great. And this is Good Chat. Can I just say, I know that this is episode 17, yeah. but a part of me still gets nervous right before we start recording. Oh, I do too. Don't worry. Starting is always the hardest. Yeah. Is this meant to be part of it, by the way? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, exposed, Michelle. Yeah. It's like when a performer goes onto stage, they get really nervous. And then once they're out there, it's all fine. Some people even say, if you don't get nervous, then something's wrong. It just shows that we care. But do you, Michelle? Do you? Oh yeah, I care. I care too much about what people think, (laughs) which is not cool, which leads to the topic of today, coolness. Is it, Michelle? I don't think cool people care what other people think. I think, okay, I'm not trying to dive straight into it, but Madonna has famously said that she doesn't care what people think, right? She's said it for her whole career. She does what she wants. If people don't like it, that doesn't matter to her. I, for many years, believed this and thought, well, that was cool. And then she ended up exposing herself and saying, of course, I care what people think about me, about my music, about my work. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And the interviewer even said to her, but you've always said that you don't care what people think. And she's like, well, I'm a good actress. I don't know. It was a bit disappointing to me. Ah. You found that so disappointing. (laughs) I did because I thought, well, if she cares what people think about her, then I definitely care what people think about me. Well, I feel like if she cared what people thought, she might have been a bit more pleasant. But (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this isn't a bashing Madonna episode. (laughs) That's next week. I always felt like she was someone that just the way she acted sometimes, I would believe it if you told me she was a good example of someone not caring what people think. Yeah. I couldn't talk to people like that the way she does. Far too agreeable. I mean, again, this isn't a Madonna episode, but how does she talk to people? Oh, I just remember that Graham Norton episode where she had two fans that made her those dolls of her most iconic looks. Oh, yes. And she just seemed unimpressed and she was just sitting there judging them. She wasn't particularly grateful and it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. Do you know what? I will say this. I can see how it comes off that way because I remember watching interviews like many years ago and I thought the same thing where I think what's with this attitude? Why does she have this attitude? And I think she's got a certain sense of humor that doesn't always necessarily translate. So, you know, she'll say things, but to her, it's part of her humor, I think. Well, I also probably think maybe it's part of her brand too. So she wants to cultivate this image. Yeah. Even in her own words, she said she was a good actress. So you have to wonder how much of it was put on. But Michelle, the thing is, I don't think that she's actually a good actor. Oh, did you? I just read this morning that she was going to play Catwoman. And I just remember thinking, oh, thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, I saw the same thing this morning. Batman Returns is the Tim Burton one that had Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And Michelle Pfeiffer did an amazing job. I don't think it would have been the right choice if it was the other way around. Yeah, 100%. I'm not trying to hate on people, Michelle. Oh, we're not? Life's hard enough as it is. <laughs> okay, well, let's say some nice things about Madonna before we wrap up. I like Confessions, the album. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> it must not take a lot to impress you then. Oh, I mean, every time I tell people that, like, really, that album? It's a good album. I just, I prefer some of her more deeper cuts. It's nostalgic for me. Sure. I mean, you were probably, what, two years old when that came out? Yes. <laughs> Don't be silly, Michelle. You weren't even born yet. Mm, so young. Sure. So this is a very loaded question and I don't know if we can answer this. I don't know if anyone can answer this. I don't know if science can answer this, but what is cool? How would you describe it? Well, I think 
it's very context dependent. So probably what the young teenagers would consider cool is not what I consider cool as a 3000 year old immortal being. Sure. Just general principles, I guess you would expect some sort of charisma, yep. maybe even a bit of aloofness, good dress sense. Okay. I'm just thinking stereotypically here. Yeah, but I mean, these things are so subjective, though. Good dress sense. According to who? It's a bit complicated. According to Donatella. Ooh. She's skinny. She's rich. She's a little bit of a bitch. She certainly is. <laughs> Not my words. That's a lyric, sir. So. That is a lyrics from Lady Gaga's Donatella from her critically acclaimed art pop album, which you can buy now minus the R. Kelly song. Yeah, she had that song with R. Kelly, but I think now, did she re-release the album with the Christina Aguilera version? That's definitely what I hoped would have happened, but she's just removed the song altogether. Oh, really? Should have been the one with the Christina, but yeah, she still did the right thing, I think. There must be some licensing issue with that because I personally preferred that version of the song. Yeah, I I do too. Maybe Christina said, do you know what, Gaga, I don't want to be associated with that album. I don't want to be on that album. I will not be amongst that trash. You know what I mean? She took a stand. That's probably what she did, I think. Yeah, 100% totally confirmed. Yeah. And just for people's reference, we're talking about Do What You Want, the song that appeared on Art Pop. (laughs) The Lady Gaga album. (laughs) The Lady Gaga album, available now. (laughs) It sold out on iTunes, I heard. (laughs) Now that's cool. That's not even possible. But what makes someone cool, you did hit the nail on the head with those points that you mentioned. Oh, I did? Okay, good. (laughs) I mean, because it is a very broad thing as well, but I think I would agree with what you said. I mean, just for example, Googling how to be cool or what is cool. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you look up how to be cool? I actually did. (laughs) Yeah, I actually did Google what is cool. And I did come across a WikiHow article on how to be cool, which I thought was equal parts interesting and sort of bordering on ridiculous. But I'll just quickly scroll through. Oh, yes. I need to hear this. I need to hear this. You certainly do. The first step is don't be needy. So I've already failed this. Oh, yeah. And then be yourself. Oh, no, I disagree. Sometimes being yourself is very much not cool. I think people should always be themselves. They should, but don't expect to be cool. Oh, I see. (laughs) The third one is practice self-disclosure. Self-disclosure is both the conscious and subconscious act of revealing more about oneself to others. Okay. And then it's got an example. Self-disclosure happens slowly. Don't tell the first person you meet at a party all about your personal life or things will quickly go south. Oof, oversharer. <laughs> and then you've got be friendly, but not excessively eager. Be a good conversationalist. Oh. I need to work on that. Like when I'm asked a question, I'll answer it. And I'll often forget to ask it back or relate it back to the person until later on. Maybe five to 10 minutes later, I'll just go, I've forgotten to ask them back. They probably think that I didn't care. Oh yeah, I do that too. I think we're good. We're practicing now though. Look at this conversation we're having right now. Definitely good practice. (laughs) So then you've got refrain from using too many colloquialisms. This may make you appear as fake or unable to grasp your respected language. I don't know about this, Michelle. I really don't. Yeah, I disagree with this. (laughs) Number seven, I can get on board with use humor. Cool people know how to use humor to ease any situation. Yeah. No, I would say humor is probably the most important one when I probably should have mentioned it earlier. Funny people are cool. Sure. Funny people or entertaining people, because some people are entertaining without realizing that they're funny. Yeah. Or some people are entertaining without necessarily being funny because Michelle, you can entertain in other ways too. But we also have number eight, which is speak up. 
Observe people who are cool. They usually speak confidently and clearly at a good pace. They don't chatter rapidly, pause, say, uh, um, or mumble. This is horrible advice, I think. I mean, being well-spoken, I guess, is important. As you read these off, I'm thinking that I definitely don't qualify, but I didn't think I did qualify to begin with, so that's fine. I'm not here to gatekeep what being cool is. That's fine, Michelle, because we still have a few steps to go anyway, at least. So there's still hope is what I'm saying. Okay, so number nine, this one's a bit clever because it says keep your cool and cool is in inverted commas. The very definition of cool is being calm, composed, under control, not excited, indifferent, and socially adept. Okay. I just feel bad for anyone who's actually reading this, trying to get some solid advice here. But, you know, number 10 is don't use bad behavior to get attention. I agree with that. That's what you would do in high school to be cool. Sure. When you say you, are you talking specifically about me? Because I feel very targeted right now, Michelle. No, I mean, absolutely not. From what I hear of your high school experience. <laughs> Let's just dive into that for a second. So this is a mistake. <laughs> so yeah, my experience in high school, I definitely didn't think I was cool. You had the cool kids, all of that going on. I don't know, like even just thinking back, the cool people, I'm sure that they had their own stuff going on too at that time in your life. And I don't know, did the cool people consider themselves being cool? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can tell you from my high school experience yeah. that the cool kids definitely knew they, they were cool. Now my high school, well, one of them, it wasn't so much like what you see in American movies, like Mean Girls, where you have the nerds, you have the jocks, you have the, all the different types of groups. It was basically the cool group and everyone else. <laughs> so Because Mean Girls at the start of the movie definitely does show all the different categories, all the different groups. And you're just like, no, the truth is we have had the cool kids and then we had literally everyone else ever. Yeah. And I don't know if it's really like that in America, if there is this really complex interactions between different classes of student. Yeah. But I just, that's not my experience. There was definitely a binary, you're in or you're out sort of situation, I feel, during my private school experience. And I was definitely not in the in. I was very much on the out. Something that I had noticed as well, a lot of famous people talk about how they were really bullied in high school, they weren't popular and all of that. And then here they are seemingly on top of the world. And I always thought, are these people now trying to make up for something that they were missing, say back in high school, they weren't liked, and now they're really trying to have people like them. But then I thought it's either that or probably because just everyone went through that kind of thing anyway, especially in like a high school setting. You know what? I agree. I feel like a lot of the people who weren't popular in high school end up going to be quite successful. And I don't know what sort of sociological studies have been done on this. But definitely what I've observed and what we observe when every single celebrity ever talks about high school, how they were all bullied, et cetera. Yeah. I just think it's just a case of the, the cool people in high school. And I, I'm going to be dragging some people right now. Yeah. If you were a cool in high school, chances are you're peaking and it's only downhill from there. So that was their peak. Yeah. Okay. And deep down, they must have known it. So everyone else that wasn't picking has gone on to reach their full potential now that they are no longer under the tyranny of <laughs> dramatic wording. Yeah. <laughs> I also will say, though, I do remember seeing teachers as these people that could do anything and they knew everything and if a teacher tells you to do something, you have to do it. I remember in class where a teacher told someone to do something, whether it had be like stop talking or whatever it was, and the student didn't follow that instruction. And I was just thinking, how? Like, how can they do that? Why would they do that? 
Because they're cool, Daniel. They're cool. I guess I got to a point in high school where I realized that they're just people. And then that's kind of when the table started to turn. And, you know, some teachers got some attitude from me. But that's a whole other story. Oh, wow. So you became the cool people. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. But I definitely started to rebel a little bit. I think where it actually started to turn was, I do remember asking this question in class. Our teacher told us that in the desert, you know, obviously it's very hot. Not cool. Not cool. However, she did say at night that the temperatures get to like minus degrees and it's freezing cold. And then obviously I didn't really think about it in depth, but I did then ask a follow-up question, which was, does it snow in the desert? The whole class laughed and so the teacher thought obviously I was like being a clown or, you know, whatever. And I was just like, wait, that's not fair because it was a genuine question. And just because of people's reaction, now I've become this person or seen in this way. And did you get an answer? (laughs) I think the answer I got was STFU. I don't know. I guess we'll never know if it snows in the desert. We'll never know. Yeah, I I didn't get my answer. And I mean, I know it doesn't snow in the desert now because I don't think there is water in the desert and that's how it works. I don't know. I didn't do science, Michelle, okay? Yeah, I'm not even going to try and tackle (laughs) this. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, I don't think I ever, I kind of rebelled at the end of my first high school, but then I changed schools, so it never really took off. The high school that I ended up finishing year 12 at, it was like an unconventional sort of high school. It was very much like you had independence and you're responsible for your own learning. And there were a lot of people who were going back to do their HSC at older ages. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Who maybe weren't able to do it for whatever reason when they were 18, 17. Yeah. So that was the kind of school that I was at for my final two years. Okay. And there was no cool. There was only just everyone was getting along. It was a completely different experience, but there were also a lot of adults in the mix too. A lot of the people there were kind of fleeing. Fleeing is a bit of a dramatic word. (laughs) They were kind of leaving other high schools that were usually very strict, structured sort of learning environments. And they were trading that in for this other high school. It attracted a lot of outcast types. So a lot of people returning to high school, but also a lot of people who were outcasts at their previous high school. I see. I don't think there was really any bullying or anything like that. Not that I experienced. There was a bit of gossip and cattiness. But it was nothing I couldn't handle. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were the one spreading that kind of thing. That's why, Michelle. Oh, absolutely not. I remember in my final few months, I kind of got the shits with everyone. So I spent like my last few months at that place just focusing on studying and getting ready for my HSC doing my major works. I didn't really keep in touch with anyone, but I generally think of the whole experience as better than the private school model. Okay. I support that. So basically in high school, neither of us were very cool and that's fine because the people who were cool are not cool now. So haters. (laughs) Sure. There's this line from Juno where Juno says to Bleeka, you're like the coolest person I know and you don't even have to try. And then Bleeka responds, I try very hard actually. And I don't know, I always thought that was funny. Yeah, I've seen Juno. Of course, every teenager that's cool is trying to be cool. That's the greatest lesson of that film. (laughs) I do think that people who go out of the way to try and be cool are definitely not cool. Looking at you, Madonna. Wow. We're back on this, are we? Well, speaking of Madonna, of famous people who are cool, what sort of celebrities do we think meet the criteria of coolness? Okay. The one that comes to mind, this woman I'm thinking of has had sales of over 250 million records worldwide. She's one of the biggest selling music artists of all time. She's earned 14 number ones and 31 top 10 singles in the US. 
Her accolades include nine Grammy Awards, 13 American Music Awards, 12 Billboard Music Awards, and six Guinness World Records. Time named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2012 and 2018. Forbes ranked her among the top 10 highest paid celebrities in 2012 and 2014. And as of 2021, she is the wealthiest female musician with an estimated net worth of $1.7 billion. And of course, I am talking about Rihanna. I am talking about Rihanna. Uh, I remember that because when people list off awards, nominations, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I was just reading a paragraph from her Wikipedia page. To me, she is the ultimate coolest of cool. And I guess it adds to what we were talking about at the beginning, another point of what makes someone cool or what we associate with someone cool or a characteristic is I think that she is 100% badass. And I think that's part of what makes her cool as well. I don't mean this in a bad way. She seemingly doesn't care and she does her own thing. She seems very hardworking. She's obviously built an amazing, amazing brand and business. And I remember there was an interview where she was releasing a fragrance and on the red carpet, she was asked by the interviewer, what are you looking for in a man? And this was her response. I'm not looking for a man. Let's start there. She's not looking for a man. Let's start there. I think that was super cool. Oh, wow. Her media trainer definitely told her to say that. I think that was just her thinking, do you know what? I'm here to you know, promote or release this product and you're here asking me as if it's an expectation or an obligation for her to find someone or be in a relationship. Yeah, 100%. It's a moronic question for sure. I like how she'll be direct when she feels like this isn't cool. And that's one of the things I like about her. Wow, I didn't realize she was such a Rihanna stan. I think her music is cool. I mean, she's had fashion lines and things and she's very inclusive. So with her clothes, I believe, and her makeup, she's got the widest range, probably more than any other brand or company out there because she wants to make sure that it reaches everyone and that everyone can be a part of it and no one's really left out. No matter what size or shade that your skin is, you can consume these products, which is also very smart of her, I think, as a businesswoman. Wow, body positivity. 100%. Well, when I'm thinking about who I consider cool, the certain criteria that I think of is if you just ask someone randomly on the street about this person, then they'll know who they are and they'll have something positive to say about them. I also think it's someone that's successful, someone who, like you said, doesn't seem to care what other people think genuinely and does their own thing. Yeah. And I actually was having this conversation with my boyfriend the other night. How is he, by the way? He's good. I'm glad. Yeah. And we actually found it difficult to think of someone. Originally, I was going to guess Amy Lee, the lead singer of Evanescence, but I don't know if she's really that well known anymore. But I remember at the time she was very separate from the, what you could say, I guess the pop girls, what they used to call them, you know, early 2000s. How yeah. It was like Britney and Christina all kind of doing the same thing. And Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore. Yeah. And some might have taken issue with that sort of image. And then Amy Lee was out here. She was in the mainstream doing her own thing. She wasn't the first lead singer of a band to have a front woman, but she was, I guess, the first to be in that genre and that successful on that scale. Yeah. And I don't really think of many people who are out there being like, I hate Amy Lee. Like, it's not something I don't really, I guess people might, but. I hate Amy Lee. How dare you? (laughs) No, I actually don't. 
she's one of those people that you either just can't get into. Maybe it's not your style, not your music, but I don't think a lot of people go out of the way to hate on her. But then there are a lot of people that love her and stand her like me. Yeah, I definitely think that she's talented. I don't know too much about her these days, but looking back, she was doing her own thing. Good for her. Yeah, I still think she's cool, but I don't know if she has the same sort of clout that she did back then yeah. these days. So I'm not sure she qualifies. She's gone a bit underground, which is cool in a different kind of way. Okay. But it forced me to rethink my answer. And who I ended up settling on was Judge Judy. Wow. Okay. I did not see that coming. Did I actually tell you offline? No. Oh, so that's actually a surprise to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not see that coming, Michelle. Okay, good. So this is going to be an authentic reaction right now. Sure. Talk to me about this. Well, okay. When you think about it, she's very successful. Everyone knows who she is. Yeah. A lot of people find her entertaining. And even though she's quite controversial in a way, I don't think she gets that many haters. I would agree. She's definitely quotable. She has had an impact on pop culture for sure. Yes. She's obviously done very, very, very well for herself. A hundred percent. I think her show has run for like 25 years or something. I haven't watched it in years though. Oh, I've been watching it recently. The problem with this answer, I guess, is she is a little outspoken. Sometimes she expresses political views that I don't quite agree with. Oh, right. I don't think you could use a political figure as someone to be considered cool. Like even when you think about Obama, who was like this popular presidential candidate that everyone seemed to think, oh, wow, he's fresh. I don't know. Even someone like Obama is quite divisive. He splits people. Like some people just hate him. Okay, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I don't think that it has to be a requirement for them to be liked by the majority to be cool because he still was cool because it was different. And especially like him and his family and the way they went about things, I think it was a lot more cooler at least than say anyone before or after him. Maybe on an international scale. I mean, if you ask people around here, most people probably are going to say nice things about him. But but I think it's hard to be outspoken politically and be considered cool. Okay. And Judge Judy does get a lot of criticisms for being a bit elitist. So that they say her show is basically her just yelling at poor people, which I guess. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, (laughs) and obviously some people just look at her and maybe just think she's cranky and grumpy and not very nice, but that's what I think is what makes her cool. So this is, I guess, just my opinion. It's my best attempt to meet the criteria that I've set for myself, but she's so funny. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there is definitely a big element of entertainment in her show. And I know we definitely quote her all the time. I mean, Michelle, beauty fades, but dumb is forever. (laughs) wisdom. She also had a quote, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Baloney. Um is not an answer. Um is not an answer. (laughs) They're her classic, classic quotes. She does get quite irritated when there are rather dumb people on there. Who doesn't love seeing someone just drag people for filth? Oh, there was an episode recently where she had to call a life insurance company. Yeah. And she had to go full Karen on them. And I think it was one of those situations where going full Karen was totally warranted because the life insurance company had just put this widow's life insurance payout on hold. So husband died, but the insurance company was being evasive. They put the claim for the life insurance payout on hold for like four months. It was relevant to the case. So what Judge Judy ended up doing was she went around the back and you know how she does her calls at the back? Yes, yes. 
she called up the company and they were giving her the runaround. And she said, I'm just Judy. I need this information. And they're basically just trying to get rid of her. She's like, that is a rote answer. I highly urge that you put me onto someone who can give me a more satisfactory answer. And she just kept going. She was like, you have just given me an unsatisfactory answer. <laughs> this is a great masterclass in how to deal with inefficient bureaucracy, I think. You tell him, Judy. It's that stuff, which I think is cool. And I think everyone can get on board with because what kind of person is going to be like, wow, she was too harsh with that evasive, inefficient life insurance company that was trying to scam a widow. Like no one's going to be saying that. Oh, 100%. Judge Judy's my answer. I think she's cool, but it's very hard to think of people who could be considered cool. Playing Cards Against Humanity, there is an answer card that says Judge Judy on it. And I always wanted to get that card, but I don't think I ever really got it because I knew whoever gets this card and uses this as an answer, they're going to win that round. It was always the way. And I never got my Judge Judy card, Michelle. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's not cool, Daniel. That's not cool. One day, Michelle, one day. I think something that people definitely think makes them cool or people do when they're trying to be cool is having certain things that they think will make them cool. As you know, things are expensive and I guess the more expensive, the cooler it may make someone seem or feel. Do you have to be wealthy to be cool? I would say sometimes being wealthy is a byproduct of being cool. So if you're successful, you might find that you end up acquiring a lot of money. Yeah. But what I definitely think is a big contributor to coolness is maybe like fancy gadgets. Maybe if you have a big TV screen and that's what you're known as, the guy that has the big home cinema and that's considered cool. But I think a big thing is a car, having a cool car. That's what makes someone cool. Isn't there that whole stereotype of the midlife crisis and getting the sports car or people trying to make up for something else? Well, yeah, I guess it depends on the execution, Daniel. (laughs) All right. If you have a midlife crisis, you can still buy an age-appropriate car that's cool. Sure. I don't know what would be considered a young car, though. Maybe like a convertible is a bit too of a cliche. Maybe not so much because it's a young car. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, but I could easily see a wealthy businessman driving a Lexus or a BMW that's not quite shoving the coolness of the car down your throat, but it's also, that's a cool car. I still don't think it makes someone cool, though. I think it's the opposite. I never used to care about cars, right? Yeah. But then over time, I found myself getting impressed by gentlemen with nice cars. To me, someone's car was never impressive. Like I just always thought that kind of stuff never mattered. So am I just trying to say I'm a better person than you, Michelle? I don't know. And look, you would be well within your rights to say so, because this is not something I'm proud of. (laughs) Okay, please go on. I do find nice cars appealing. I can't help it. This is who I am. Okay. It's something that definitely wasn't always the case though. It's something that I guess happened when I started upgrading my cars because when I was a student, I was very practical. I had my 1999 Nissan Pulsar. In fact, it might have been 1997. It was really old. It was almost as old as I was. And it was definitely the budget option. There was nothing cool about it. I guess to me, having a first car was cool. Yeah but there was nothing impressive about the vehicle. And just over time, I think I've been able to afford a better car each time I've had to upgrade for whatever reason. Yeah. And I don't usually upgrade that often. The last time I bought a new car was because the previous one broke down and it was a whole saga. I'll tell you about it. Please do. 
It was a Holden Cruise, which at the time I didn't realize was a car that had a reputation for being a bit unreliable. Oh, okay. Long story short, basically I bought it for 5500 which I thought was a great deal. It wasn't that old of a car either. It was like 2014 model. And after four months of owning it, it broke three times, three times. And guess how much it cost to repair it? Um, probably more than you paid for it. A hundred percent. It would cost $6,000 in repairs. I had to replace like the engine and everything. And after I repaired it the first time, that's when they replaced the engine. And I was like, you know what? I've just spent thousands of dollars repairing it. Now I feel like I have to commit to keeping the car, but then it broke again. And I was just like, oh, do I cut my losses? But I can't really sell a car if it's not in working order. So I got it fixed again. And then it broke a third time. And that's when I was just like, whatever. I'm definitely just going to buy a new car not drive this car again and just sell it as soon as possible. Yeah. I wasn't trying to pull the dodgy on anyone. It was just, I repaired the car three times before I tried to sell it, but I just wasn't going to risk driving it. I think as long as there's full disclosure, I don't think that you're doing anything wrong by selling the car. I mean, at that point, I am sure that you had realized you had made a mistake. Oh, 100%. But even the the guy who ended up buying it, he knew all the repairs we had to make. And I was upfront that I was like, look, I've done my best to try and repair it, but this has happened. And he kind of knew that he was buying a lemon, but we gave him a good deal. I lost thousands of dollars in this whole ordeal, but at least someone could take it home. Yes. But here's a bit of tea. They actually ended up suing my mechanic because apparently the mechanic was doing dodgy repairs and it wasn't up to standard. All right. So that was quite interesting. I didn't really get involved in that whole process, but he ended up calling me to let me know. And so I don't actually use that mechanic anymore. So I don't know if I can blame the vehicle or the mechanic. Michelle, tell me though, have we learned a lesson here? Yes, the lesson is buy new cars that are cool. (laughs) And it's worth the money because you'll save on repairs. Okay. This is actually the approach I take these days. After this whole ordeal, I bought a Toyota because they're good for their reliability. Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. But it wasn't brand new, but it was the newest and nicest car I've ever bought myself. And I've enjoyed it now for a full year without any issues. But now I want a new one. Oh, now you want a new one. Okay. (laughs) I've never factored in appearance, style, the feeling of the drive. I've never factored that into my decision to buy a car. It's always been a practical choice. Even this latest one that I bought was a practical choice. It was the most money I've spent on a car, but the decision was mostly influenced by not having to repeat the trauma that happened with the Holden Cruise. Fair enough. But now, now that I have this really nice car, well, the nicest car I've ever had, I'm like, well, how much further can I take it? (laughs) So what happens if I could get a better one? This could get dangerous. But yeah, I think this is probably materialism at its worst right now. Okay, so Michelle, we're going to now find out scientifically what percent cool that we are. So naturally, we're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, thank you to the social scientists at BuzzFeed for making this highly accurate test available to the public. Correct. Let's do this. All right. So first up, we've got what do you like to do in your free time? And we've got read, draw, sports or play video games. Okay, well, immediately sports, no. (laughs) No. Drawing, no. Reading, sometimes, but I'd say I spend most of my time playing video games. All right, my answer would be draw. Let's go next. Okay. What's your favorite color? Ooh, there's blue, black, red, and green. Oh, I quite like black, but I'm going to say red. I'm going with red as well. How would your friends describe you? 
a handful. Hello, Michelle. So there's confident, annoying, funny, and chill. Uh, annoying is actually an option. How funny! I know. I think I can be annoying sometimes. I hope other people don't think I am, though. But then again, Michelle, I don't care what people think. I think I am annoying, and I do care what people think. So this is difficult. Let's turn this around. How would I describe you? This is good because we can actually ask each other to answer for us. <laughs> for you, I think I would go with either confident. Oh, really? Or chill. I was going to say chill for myself. Let's go with chill then. Yeah, I mean, I act chill, but I'm definitely not chill. It's、yeah. just I'm very aloof because I'm scared of rejection. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. What about me? I would say you're funny. Good. So, oh, how many friends do you have? So we've got five to ten, twenty-five. Ten to twenty and thirty plus. Wow, does anyone really have thirty plus friends? I know. What kind of quality relationships are you cultivating with that many friends? I mean, I'm just gonna say five to ten. Yeah, me too. Does my mum count? I don't know. No. Ah,、oh, shame that there's no answer for zero then. Are you open minded? Yes. No. I'm not sure. And sometimes. I would say I am. I'd like to think I am. I'm open to other perspectives. Totally ready and willing to admit that I can sometimes be wrong. Yes, which I think is open-mindedness.、Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I don't know. That's it. Oh, that's it. Let's see. How did we do?、Mm. Ooh, Michelle. <laughs> wow. So I got fifty percent. I'm cool on some days, and other days not so much. And you know what? I'm okay with that. So, what did you get, Michelle? I got seventy five percent. Says you're pretty cool. I think that must be because I answered chill. I think it must be just because you are seventy five percent cool, Michelle. Oh, I love arithmetic. That is so not cool. All right, so <laughs> now we know Michelle is the cooler one, and I think being less cool in itself is cool. So jokes on you, Michelle. Okay, I humbly accept it. I humbly accept the result. You're welcome. So we're going to wrap up in a second, but before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Tired of being a loser? Hate having to try so hard to be cool? Introducing Coolmaker. Our revolutionary new machine uses the ultimate in latest technology and is guaranteed to make you cooler. Simply plug it in and step inside. Leave the rest to Coolmaker. You'll be kicking yourself for not owning one sooner. Hey Carol, have you changed your hairdo? I'm not sure what it is, but you seem so much cooler. Well, you told me to step inside that fridge. All it's done is make me colder. <laughs> Shut the f- up, Carol. Coolmaker. Find us on Facebook Marketplace now. Fridges are recycled and may contain cordial stains. Sleeping in Coolmaker may lead to irreversible death. I think last time we recorded, you had to be somewhere, and so we had to wrap up. And I think today I have an online social engagement that I have to attend as well. How very cool of you!、Mm. Okay, so cool. Did we figure this thing out, Michelle? I don't think we did at all. No, it's still a mystery. Yeah, I don't feel like anyone has a clear idea of what being cool is or who is considered cool. It's way too subjective, and everyone's going to disagree. One hundred percent agree. Super subjective, and I've never understood the term "beauty is in the eye of the beholder" because it always confuses me. And I think, does that mean it's the person who's beautiful, or is it the person that thinks the other person is beautiful? Which one's the beholder? Oh my god, I'm confused. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But what I'm going to say is, I think that for someone to be Cool, whether they're trying or not. As long as you're not going out of your way specifically to do and say things that you think are gonna make you cool, because that to me comes off more as uncool. But when someone just is cool, they're just doing their own thing. That's cool. And honestly, I don't consider anyone that's not easy to be around cool. If you're unpleasant company, that's not cool. Definitely not. Do you know what else isn't cool, Michelle? 
concept break. I mean, I was going to say this weather, but sure. The bottom line here is be yourself, don't be yourself, who cares? Don't care because not caring is cool. And if you have a nice car, call me. <laughs> Just kidding. So basically, Michelle, whatever. Whatever. All right, say hi to your mum for me, Michelle. This has been good chat. And say hi to your cat, the chat. That rhymed. <laughs> it is.